0: Welcome to the Royal Tax Podcast with your hosts, Megan Templeton, Royal Legal Solutions Consulting Attorney, and Royal Legal Solutions CPA, MBA, and CFO, Pete Shindley. Each week, they talk about how to take your tax and financial strategy to the next level and learn how to build and scale your real estate investing business in a way that maximizes your returns and minimizes your taxes. This is for informational use only. For direct questions, please contact us or your local tax CPA accountant.
1: No worries, guys. We've got a lot of good information coming at you today. So we'll go ahead and open the presentation. So like I said earlier, go ahead and keep those pens and that notebook uh, top of mind for you. Keep it next to you. Jot down any topic or any um, points that are really interesting to you. You may want us to expand on or any questions that come up for you. And then we'll tackle those in the Q&A section here at the end. Um, but with that being said, Pete, I'll go ahead and hand it off to you, bud. How about now? Am I good? Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Thanks. So um, the home office deduction is primarily used when you're kind of a sole proprietor or you're an LLC taxed as a sole proprietor. Cause when you're, when you use those two forms, you're able to, you file on a Schedule C, which is kind of a personal return. And that's where your home office deduction will get, um, you'll enter it on a different form, but it'll end up on that um, Schedule C form, which will lower your taxable income. And the idea is to kind of lower your taxes. So Um, To qualify for a business use of a home office, there's four general um, tests that you got to use. The first test is exclusive use test. So that would be in really simple terms. I have a room in my home that I only use to do work in. Um, So that's kind of what they mean by exclusive use. The other is a regular use test. So it's you actually go to that room and you actually perform work in it on a regular basis. So you can't just say, this is my office that I use for work, but never enter it. You actually have to kind of use that space that's exclusive regularly. Um, The third kind of high level test is the business you're running out of your home office is got to be a trade or business. And usually those are for-profit entity, uh, for-profit ventures. So that's the third one. And then the fourth is kind of a principal place of business. That's where you're mainly running your um, business out of. You can also have like an offsite location as well. And we'll get to that a little later in the, in the presentation. But those are the main four tests that you have to qualify for to use a home office. So um, I know earlier someone said they didn't qualify it for their CPA. Um, that could be the case if you didn't pass those four tests. Um, and then um, kind of going more into the how you deduct it, um, there's two ways you can deduct your home office. There's like a standard deduction, which allows you to s- deduct $5 per square foot up to 300 square feet. Um, that's just a real simple uh, form that you fill out in calculation. But most people do the regular home office deduction because it allows them to Write off more of the cost of working at home, which then lowers their taxable income. And most people use the percent percentage of the office over the square foot of the house. So let's say you have a two thousand square foot house, your office is five hundred square feet. You would just take the five hundred divide by the two thousand. In essence, twenty five percent of your house cost is what you would expense as your home office. So. 25% of your mortgage, 25% of your utilities, 25% property taxes, all that would get allocated to your home office. Um, Another way individuals have done it is if they have a house where rooms are similar size and you have about eight or 10 rooms that are, you know, similar size, they would then do maybe one one room out of the 10, which would be a 10% cost. So depending on How your house is set up, you would probably want to use one of those two methods, but usually the square foot and by percent is the method that we would recommend. And what's nice about that one is depending where you live, that could be a substantial deduction that you take off your business and take off your income. That's not taxable then. Excuse me. So, and you'll, you'll hear that as kind of the regular method um, when you look online. Um, So what can you kind of expense doing your business use at home? Again, you know, real estate taxes, mortgage interest, um, the property tax for the homeowners, heat, gas, electricity, um, you know, pretty much everything you're paying now, you're able to at least offset some of that cost onto your business to lower your income. So it is a pretty beneficial. Um, Again, if you do have a home office and you're trying to make upgrades to make it look more professional or you need more electrical outlets for computers or lighting, um, those you can expense directly entirely as a home office expense for the business. So those can also get put in there as well. So, and that will, uh, again, lower your taxable income if you're kind of a sole proprietor or an LLC's, LLC taxed as a sole proprietor. Um, for a lot of people on this call, you may not have that because you have your series LLC that rolls up through a Schedule E. So what we have seen some people do is they'll set up an operating or management company, which I think we've talked about in previous episodes for the 401k. And they'll pay management fees to the other entity or other business, that's a for-profit business, but that for-profit business is managing and advising your rentals. They will then offset some of the Schedule E income, pay that new entity as a sole proprietorship, LLC, and then people offset their house, home office deductions. there. still end up with a little profit because it has to be for profit. That's one way to move dollars out of the Schedule E to take your home office deduction. Um, If you're in a partnership, and you get a K-1 from like a 1065 partnership, you are able to deduct those on the Schedule E um, section, on the Section 2. So if you do get like a 1065, you can avoid doing your home office deduction on the Schedule C, and you can do that on the Schedule E Part 2. So again, just depending on how your tax structure and business structure set up, you can deduct home office expense different ways, depending if you're a partner or a sole proprietor.
0: Want more information? Join our community groups that exist to provide a space for like-minded people on a similar journey to learn, share, and network with real estate investing professionals and entrepreneurs. We meet weekly for an hour in Zoom to offer knowledge and accountability. Be sure to grab the link in our show notes.
1: Some of the negatives about doing the home office expenses, again, you just have to keep good records. But, you know, utility bills, those are easy to pull up. You can go to the company's websites and download what you've paid. You're going to get a mortgage statement. You're going to get an interest statement. That's going to last list your taxes and all that information. So that would be pretty simple. But when you do take the home office deduction, you do also expense depreciation on that part of your home. So you're a basis in your home does get lowered by the percentage of the home office. So that's over a 39 year period. So when you do go to sell your home, you could theoretically have depreciation recapture, which may increase, that will increase your net profit of your home, but it could increase your taxes potentially depending on uh, the 250 to 500,000 exemption if you'd in there or not or above it. So most instances that probably will not happen But like I said, it could happen. So you'll want to game plan it out, but most likely not. Um, Another good thing about the home office deduction is you can have it based on a percentage. So let's say you work from your home and you meet clients there about 60% of the time, but you also have maybe an office downtown or in another city in a house that you own that is identified. You can still claim the home office at your home, but you'll just do a a percentage of time spent working at that home office. So if you meet clients 60% of the time at your house, you can use the home office expense, but you only take 60% of it. While the other 40%, if you're paying like a rental or an office space, you'd run that through your company as expenses. So just because you have an office doesn't mean you can't take the home office expense. Deduction. Those were kind of the big ticket items. Um, one negative also is um, it's not a negative, but you can't deduct the whole amount. So let's say you add up all your utilities, you add up all your mortgage payments, taxes, and insurance, and let's say your office deduction percent wise is five grand. Well, you can only deduct up to five grand in profits. So if you only had 4,000 in profits, you can only use that 4,000 deduction. But if you had 6,000, you can take the whole five. So in essence, you can make the home office have your income be zero, but it can't go negative. Um, There is a carry forward for that home office deduction though. So let's say your income was only four, but you could expense five, you only expense four and that $1,000 is carried forward to future years, so. Um, again too there's other formulas to where if you have more office expense than profits you can take out the depreciation you can take out the mortgage and you can just do utilities and so forth and there's like a ranking if you get into that situation so uh, I personally like the home office deduction because I'm able to lower my tax rate Um, so I'd recommend it if you can follow those four criteria that we mentioned above and You know, there's kind of online you can download um, a worksheet that kind of shows you what you want to track and you can put items in. You can do an Excel. It just depends kind of how technological advanced you are. Um, But, again, it's just those four main items um, for the home office. And for the real estate investors, you probably are going to be more towards – setting up that separate entity and management company, which would be a good idea to set up to run solo 401k stuff too, through as well. So um, if you're a corporation, if you're an S corp, or if you're an employee, um, you're not able to take the home office deduction. Pete, with uh, most of the clients that we work with that have the um, LLC as like the operating company, and then we have that, if they make enough income, then we say, great, well, then let's all have like an S corporation tax selection for that, but that their asset holding company is a disregarded entity, like where would they uh, take that home office deduction? And then how, how simple is that paperwork in uh, doing that calculation. Cause I think you can, you can do like the standard, right. But then there's also like some pen and pencil. But my understanding is that it was actually pretty simple to do. So I was wondering if you could walk through us side of like, how simple is it really to do it? And then with our typical structure that we're setting up for clients, like where would they typically take that deduction? Through? Yeah. So what they would want to do is, um, in their series LLC, they'd want to set up their operating company that was for profit that is a business they could run for profit, and then they could put that through the Schedule C, and then your properties would flow up through the Schedule E. Okay. And then from so, there okay. sorry, go ahead. Yes, I so simple enough. It's very simple on that, um, especially just if you have clear documentation, your tax preparer should be able to f- follow that. And then calculating, it's real simple, just take whatever the room square foot footage is divided by the overall square footage in the house. And that gives you your percent. And then just write down what your mortgage payment was. You know, you'll get your year end mortgage statement with taxes, interest, and principal. So that's just one item you need. Then you would add all your utility bills. You would add your phone bill. You would add your internet, you know, you would add all of your utilities and that pretty much comes up to the X amount of money and you just times it by that percent. So pretty simple to collect the data. Do do we have a template set up that walks through like how to do that calculation or have you seen one from like any other uh, tax professional services that do it? Yeah, that's one thing that we posted to our um, Discord channel and we'll see you later is there's gonna be like just kind of a one page um, synopsis of this uh, presentation where it's gonna list the four criteria um, we'll put on it kind of like a tax worksheet that shows kind of step one through 10 on what you're going to want and how to calculate it. So that that will be coming after this uh, presentation. Oh Man, got to be in the Discord channel if you want the goodies. You got to yeah. be in the Discord channel if you want the goodies, huh? All right. Yeah. The reason we didn't show it during this is we figured we'd get some questions that we could add and specialize it to that because as a group, you know, we're all kind of learning more and the sharing experiences. Awesome. Love it.
0: Thank you for listening to the show today. If you're feeling overwhelmed with taxes as they relate to your real estate business and investments, or you're unsure if you're doing your accounting correctly, fill out our five-minute quiz. With the information from this quiz, you'll schedule a meeting with a Royal Legal Solutions advisor who will provide you with powerful tax-saving strategies on your first call. Go to www.royallegalsolutions.com tax to fill it out.